What is going on, everybody? Welcome in. It's Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, is Adam Ronis. We're here thanks to Fantasy Alarm and the Sawdust Podcast Network, bringing you, uh, I guess, the best bets of the the lines, the spreads of uh, the NFL games here for the divisional round. We got four games on the slate. Um, I'm sure we're all feeling pretty good about it. Adam, how you doing here? Otherwise. Um, now that like the dust is settled on the the James Harden trade, uh, and uh, and and the rest of the world is starting to catch up. Yeah, you're feeling pretty good, you know. Getting ready for fantasy baseball as well. So uh, NBA yes. obviously takes a lot of time out of my life every day as well. Um, so staying busy and you know looking forward to some football this weekend. Although yeah, I. I don't think I'm going to be wagering much on these games this weekend. I don't really feel strongly on two of them. I think I could see going either way as we get into it, but um, not sure yet. I might maybe take a look at some player props uh, Friday and Saturday morning and maybe go in that direction a little bit more. Yeah, I kind of feel like player props are, are, are a good way to go. You know, like the funny thing is, and you know, I mean, you know, I do the wager alarm live stream with Craig Mish. I know you talk to Craig a lot. Uh, as well um you know it's so funny we talked about the fact that you know we knew that there were gonna there was gonna be some upset work going on in the uh in the in the wild card round you see it every year um the teams that are coming off the bye week though are winning and covering at such a strong percentage that it's really tough to kind of go against them and what what bums me out the most i guess is that like you know chiefs minus 10 over the browns that's you know that's that's one of the big ones, and then uh, and then the Packers over the Rams minus six and a half. I mean, I have a little bit more faith in the uh, in in the Packers covering this than I do actually the Chiefs covering it. But then again, I'm like, you know what? I'm probably letting my loyalty to the Browns kind of creep in here. I'm sure the Chiefs are going to slap the crap out of them somehow and then it's going to be the rams defense that keeps them in the game and and keeps the packers from covering now i agree with your original premise um look i think we want to back the rams but it's kind of difficult to because how is the rams offense going to perform that's the key even if the rams defense is able to slow down green bay and green bay doesn't put up the numbers we're accustomed to I think they can do enough to cover this number, especially I see it still sitting at six and a half in a lot of places. Right. Um, you know, Aaron Donald's going to play, he said, so that's good. We don't know about Cooper Cup, and even if he does, how healthy he is. But Jared Goff, man, he was like floating passes last week. And it's cold weather. He, he's not used to playing in the cold at all, going back to college. So it's a different environment for him. And... Is he going to be able to be accurate? Because you know Green Bay is going to try and force him to beat him. So this could be, you know, a low-scoring game where, you know, Green Bay could could win this 20 to 10, you know, 20 to 9. Even if they don't put up a lot of points, it's hard to see the Rams doing much on the offensive side, which is why I think we are leaning towards Green Bay here. Uh, the Rams will have to – they'll have to score a defensive touchdown. They'll have to, uh, which they did last week, right? Yeah, they scored a defensive touchdown last week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're going to need to do that. Um, Rodgers just doesn't turn it over much. Rodgers has been sacked 20 times this year. Yeah. 
And he just doesn't face a lot of pressure. Now, we talked about how haven't really faced a lot of good defense. This is by far the best defense they're going to face. And the one defense that took it to him this year was Tampa Bay. But that was early in the year. And Tampa Bay's defense isn't the same. So the key is, is, is the Rams offense going to do enough to keep this game close where they can cover and potentially win? You know they're going to have to control possession. I mean, it's cliche, and we're going to say it probably with Cleveland too. But, yeah, they're going to have to run the ball, grind out the clock and then have their defense stay fresh and hopefully force a turnover. And like part of me wants to take the Rams. I was saying it early in the week, but if I'm forced to put money on it, I got to take Green Bay minus six and a half. Yeah. I'm kind of, in, you know, I'm, I'm leaning in that direction also. I mean, again, I, I slowing down this, this Packers offense. I mean, I said, I don't think that it's going to be too tough. I don't think I, I I'm leaning on the under in this game. Oh, Without a doubt, which like, means it's going to be the highest scoring playoff game of the weekend. Oh, sorry, I'm not supposed to put that out there. My bad. <laughs> you do it every time. There's no, dude, there is no way this is the highest scoring game of the weekend. Not a chance. No, I don't listen. I don't think so either. Um, and I don't. I, listen, I'm I'm leaning on the under. I could see this game like I could see this game being like a like a 24 to 10 or oh, a 24 man. to 13. Oh, Even if Green Bay puts up 30, how is the, how are the Rams going to put up? Uh, for even 14, that would still be under 30 to 14. Well, I mean, 44. listen, there's a lot going to depend, you know, on how the Packers defense stacks up against the run. Like, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say that Cam Akers is the be all end all, but you know, the Packers run defense has been bad, but I was actually talking to somebody. So uh, a guy I know, his name is Bob Boris, uh, won a half a million dollars uh, on FanDuel a couple of years ago. Right. Wins the half a million dollars, calls up the fantasy alarm show the next day on Monday uh, and dedicates a song for Jukebox Monday to me and the playbook uh, because all of his playbook plays and stuff like that and everything from fantasy alarm. And he won a half a million dollars and it's life changing. So he and I still talk. We stay in touch. We still talk on a regular basis. Um, And he actually brought up to me. He was like, did he's like, did did the Packers sign? snacks harrison uh as a free agent right right before week 17 and i was like yeah actually they did it's kind of a move that not a lot of people are talking about now harrison only played like 12 snaps in week 17 kind of getting himself you know way to go but you know it it is an underrated move there that you know because harrison's run stopping abilities he's not what he was two three years ago but you know, he's still better than what the Packers have been throwing out there to stuff the run. So, you know, I look at that and I'm like, all right, yeah. If if Cam Akers isn't going to do it, how are the Rams going to score points here? Because you're right, Goff was floating them and, you know, zipping the ball to Cooper Cup out of the slot, not ideal here. Tyler Higby, maybe, you know, like, you know, and, and then I did that same thing that you did. They're going to have to score a defensive touchdown again, right? But... Aaron Rodgers doesn't, you know, he doesn't toss up a bunch of picks. He doesn't fumble the ball a lot. And, you know, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this and I could see like, you know, like a, like a, even a 30 to 10 game, whatever you want to give him 30 points. I mean, yeah, I know the Packers haven't scored fewer than 24 points in like their last eight or nine games or something like that. But yeah, I mean, to me, it comes down. It's the same way. Uh, with what you're saying, how are the Rams going to score points in this one here? And it's not even a great 
pass, not even a great defense for the Packers. It's like middle of the road, you know, right. but mm -hmm. I just can't see them scoring. Yeah, it looks like there's going to be snow showers in the morning and, you know, around low 30s. Yeah. So not awful for a visiting team, but, uh, well, no, this game starts 430. So it'll be like around, yeah, high 20s, high 20s. So, but, but still, Goff's not used to playing in that. And he has the finger, too. So, uh, I I'm kind of curious because actually, I mean, who was it that was uh, saying, oh, uh, Jen Piacenti interviewed Brian Erlacher. And Erlacher actually said, he said that during the snow, the advantage is actually to the, um, you know, it's, it's, it's to the offense. Like, you know, you yeah. say, well, can they pass the ball? Or can they do this? Can they do that? The advantage in the snow actually tilts to the offense because right. they know, they know the going. direction they're going. Exactly. The defense doesn't. Yeah, but it's going to be snow showers in the morning, so it doesn't look like the snow is going to affect the game. It's more the cold for Goff, who's used to playing in that California weather. And, yeah, he, he went to Cal, right? Wasn't he Cal in college? Yeah. So he's used to playing in that warm weather. And then you have a, a – I don't know about you and everyone's different, man. My fingers are so cold. Like I have my, I don't know if it's poor circulation, but my hands and feet are always cold. And in the cold weather, it's brutal. Um, and he's already got an issue with his finger where he wasn't. Now, does a week help? I don't know. I mean, maybe he throws it better this week, but I mean, he's not great to begin with. Um, no, so yeah, I just, I, 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 it's hard for me to take the Rams with the condition uh, with their condition they're in. Yeah. If they were like oh, 100%. Uh, so I'm leaning Green Bay in the under here. I'm leaning Green Bay in the under as well. It's so funny that you say that about, uh, I hate the cold weather. I remember growing up and like, you know, yeah, you like playing in the snow with your friends. But after a while, I was like, dude, this, this blows, man. I'm freezing my ass off here. And I remember, I remember watching football as a kid looking at these idiot offensive linemen with no sleeves in green Bay in December. Like I was like, ah. like I can't even imagine. Like can you imagine like just slapping somebody on the, on the arm. Like can you imagine if you were that cold and somebody slapped you on the arm. Ugh. Yeah. I think it, I think it's a, a mental thing to mess with your opponents. And I think once they play there, they get used to it. It's not a big deal. Plus, you know, this, when you're moving around, you sweat and then you don't even think about the cold. So it's just something they're used to. Uh, I, like, I hate playing softball in the cold. It's the worst because, you know, especially when you hit a ball in the wrong spot of the bat, you feel it. So it's the worst. But it's not conducive to play in that weather. Football is completely different. It is good in the cold. Uh, yeah, it was always fun, though, in New York when it snows. You know, All right, let's go to the park and play tackle football. Yeah. Get the snow on the ground. Oh, it's the best, man. <laughs> Nothing like a like a face full of asphalt in the middle of winter time. Always oh, great. Yeah. Always miss great. Those days, man. We'll have those memories forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're so right. sore the next day and everything. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> so Rams Packers, that's the first one. We're both leaning on the Packers. We're both leaning on the under. Ravens Bills, that's the uh, the 8 p.m. 8:15 game uh, on Saturday night. Uh, line is now. Bills minus two and a half. I see uh, the over under. It's uh, it's been fluctuating a little bit. It's at forty nine and a half right now. Um, is what I'm looking at. 
Yeah, I mean, I had this conversation with 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 Jim Bowden earlier in the uh, on the Fantasy Alarm show, and I mean, he was like all Ravens, 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 Lamar, 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 and then today, like, flipped it on its head and you know started talking about almost like the Bills are like the team of destiny here, and with everything that we've seen out of Josh Allen, all the improvements, uh, no Zach Moss. He puts put point, points a finger at no Zach Moss. The team not really going to give the ball to. Devin Singletary when they're down there. So while yes, Lamar Jackson will run for, you know, a hundred plus yards in this game and maybe a touchdown, you're going to get the passing, you're going to get the rushing and you're going to get the touchdowns out of Josh Allen. Uh, Cause he loves to poach him inside the, uh, inside the five, um, which way are you leaning on this game? Uh, I'm leaning towards the bills. I see a lot of people on the Ravens this week, a lot. Um, but I just think the bills, I've been high on them for a while now and yeah, they don't run the ball a lot, uh, but Allen is just playing great. And I know the Ravens defense has been stepping up and they played well last week, but that, that, that wasn't really a dominant performance by the Ravens. You know, they won by seven. They, Lamar Jackson was struggling early. Um, and we haven't seen anyone slow down this bills offense and, I know people are going to say, well, the Bills aren't good against the run this year. I mean, they did hold Jonathan Taylor at 3.7 yards per carry last week. I know Hines had six for 75. Um, so, yeah, is the run defense the strength? No. And we know the Ravens are going to run the football. That's what they do. Yeah. But I don't know if the Ravens are going to shut down this Bills offense. I mean, no one really has. Um, so I, I'm leaning towards the Bills here. I just love it the way they're playing. And – I know people are jumping on the Ravens because they're red hot. They play well. They had a very fortunate schedule down the stretch. They took advantage of it. I mean, last week was a good win because I think the Titans are a solid team. I don't think they play very well. Um, I know the matchup, if you look at the Ravens running game, it matches up well with the Bills defense. And we know that the Ravens are going to run a ton. Um, but both these teams, man, the Bills are 8-1 against the spread in their last nine games. They've won seven in a row. And the Ravens have won six in a row, and they're seven against the spread in the last seven. So one of these streaks is coming to an end. But uh, <laughs> I, I lean towards the Bills, man. You know, the, the question I have is if the Bills take the lead, is Lamar Jackson going to be able to lead this team back? And he did last week. It was 10 nothing though. It's not like it. And it looked shaky there for a while. He made a couple bad passes early, and that run for a touchdown is really what broke it open. Uh, but the Bills' offense has been one of the best in football. Um, you know, they're averaging 31.1 points per game. And they've done it against some pretty good defenses at times as well. So uh, I lean towards the Bills here. Yeah, I kind of lean towards the Bills here as well. Um, I thought you were going Ravens. No, you know, I mean, I listen, uh, because I agree with you. Like, the thing about it is, is that the Bills' offense has been really explosive. Um you have to respect the, uh, the you know, the fact that Josh Allen can take off and run. But, I mean, listen, Marlon Humphrey is not a good co- cover corner. He's definitely, uh, you know, regressed since his, uh, since his rookie campaign, right? He's going to be on Beasley, right? You're going to have Diggs, who's going to be going up against, what, Marcus Peters. They'll float some safety help over there. Or on the other side, what they've got, they've got, you know, Jimmy Smith, maybe they'll float some safety help over there. Whatever the case may be, 
I just don't think that the Ravens have the uh, the the secondary to handle the Bills. I really don't. So you know, I think that we'll see them. You know, kind of foe run the ball and give Singletary some work, at least to just kind of open up some play action. But I just, you know, I, I think that I know the Ravens have a, a good solid pass rush, but with the way that Josh Allen has been performing in rollouts, designed or not, uh, you know, that's something that that you have to kind of pay attention to. So, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I don't like taking, you know, always taking favorites here, but I mean, two and a half, two and a half points here at home for the Bills, which also, by the way, there could be some snow in this game as well. Um, I was looking at the uh, the forecast for Saturday night, uh, and it does look like they could have some snow flurries there. Um, winds in like the 15 mile an hour range also. So, um, but I just, I think that, you know, Josh Allen is used to it. The Bills are used to it. Um, and I think that they can just, uh, they, they, I think they can hang on in this one here. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of lean on the over, actually, the 49 and a half. I kind of lean on the over because I do see this uh, this being a fairly high-scoring game. Yeah, I lean towards the over, too. And um, I was going to say the last time the Ravens faced a decent offense, but I guess we have to consider Tennessee a decent offense, and they held them in check. I think that was just a bad game plan, though, by Tennessee, which was kind of surprising. I think they were running Derrick Henry too much on first down. But the last time they faced a, a solid offense was the Browns in Week 14. They gave up 42 points in that shootout. So... Is the Ravens defense good? Yes, but we've got to look at who they faced. So people are going to throw out all these numbers. Oh, they've allowed, you know, 10.8 points or whatever it is over the last few games. Yeah, they went against the Bengals in that stretch. You know, like, let's be careful here. This is not the Ravens defense that we're accustomed to. Uh, So I think Buffalo's offense is going to do enough here to get it done. So, and look, would, I, would I be surprised if the Ravens won? Absolutely not. I'm not saying, oh, this is a slam dunk Bills win. Uh, but I'm just surprised at how many people I, – I don't know. It feels to me like everyone is picking the Ravens in this game. Am I wrong? Like, do you get that sense? Um, No, actually. Okay. I, I, I mean, it's – you know what? It's it's tough. I, I, I guess you hear a lot of the Sharps talking about the Ravens and you hear so much Bills Mafia hype that it's tough to – I, I feel like the Sharps are, are, are split between the, the two, but then you hear so much Bill's Mafia hype that everybody's on that, that I think that just kind of, uh, that pushes people, it, you know, your, your, your routine betters. It pushes them off when the public is so rah-rah. I think the Bills gets got screwed by the Browns winning. I would have felt much better about them against Pittsburgh. Oh, easily, easily. Yeah. Easily. Listen, I you know what? I mean, I, I think a lot of these teams got rough draws. I really do. Yeah. Because I don't, you know, I mean, what the, the Chiefs were gonna what? The Chiefs were gonna end up taking on the Ravens if yeah, uh that would have been a phenomenal game. Right? I mean, yeah. that would be crazy. You've got Lamar Jackson running up. It's still it's a shitty draw for both teams, right? I mean, it's not yeah. it's not easy. Listen, the playoffs this year have gotten, you know, they're they're good. Yeah, but that's good. yeah, exactly. That's how it's supposed to be, man. You're you're gonna eventually run into good teams. You got to take care of them and beat them. Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, so we're both on the on the the Packers laying the six and a half. We're both on the under. Um, we're both on the Bills, and and you're on the over also, huh? Yeah. Oh, geez. See, this this might not be good. This this might be the worst podcast decision ever. 
Um, all right, before we talk about Sunday's uh, mayhem that could ensue, obviously, I want to you know make sure that we uh, keep the lights on here. We pay some bills and uh, thank our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight, the DFS site y'all need to be paying on. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right, Adam, Sunday, first game, Browns-Chiefs. Man, Chiefs minus 10. And I, I guess, you know, the, the whole thing about it for me is that and the reason why I'm going to take the Chiefs is because that fear that I had last week about them not running the ball like they should be running the ball um, and really letting Pittsburgh get back into it the way they did. Um, like you can't play a game like that against the chiefs. And, you know, if Baker's going to run some stupid three and outs because they're not running the ball effectively uh, or a problem there, there's just, there's no way I don't care that Denzel Ward is back. It doesn't matter to me. It's still, you know, it's miles Garrett as the pass rush. That's where you're at. The defense for Cleveland doesn't hold as well. And so if they aren't going to just, hand the ball to Nick Chubb over and over and over again. I think they get spanked. I think they, I, I love them. I do. My heart says Browns, but my head and everything else that I know uh, says, take the chiefs, lay the points um, and expect the over. Uh, yeah. I could see the Browns being competitive in this game, but part of me thinks that the chiefs, because, again, the Chiefs have not been good against the spread. One and six in their last seven. They finished here with a lot of close games. Beat a, you know, I'm not going to throw a week 17 out because they didn't play their guys. But they lost, beat the Falcons by three, struggled in that game, beat the Panthers by three. So they have been just haven't been blowing teams out. But I kind of have a feeling that they were kind of just like, all right, let's just get to the playoffs. We know we're going to get there. And I would not be surprised if they just turn it on, uh, especially after what they did last year in that first playoff game when they fell behind against the Texans. Yeah, uh, it's just such a, a talented team. So part of me says, mm, I don't know. Maybe this is who they are. Maybe they're, you know, they're very good. And but maybe it's going to be a competitive game. But part of me says, man, they could just light it up here on Cleveland. Um, so I'm going to take Kansas City with the points. 
But I would not be surprised if the Browns keep this close. I, I really wouldn't. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns kept it close. Uh, again, it's the it's the ground game. If they do that and they slow it down, then boom, then then fine. Um, then then that'll work. I still think though that you know the defense is soft enough that you know this this could end up this this could end up with like you know like a like a like you know 38 28 because it was like you know it was like 31 to 28 and then uh and then baker throws like a pick six or something like that at the end that pushes to the over and it you know and and it, and they end up with the spread oh wait can i make can i change my pick because of something i just saw nope 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 you're oh, locked damn. in what'd you just say uh a tweet from Odell beckham today don't be surprised this weekend when they win. Just throwing it out there now. Oh, <laughs> shit. I saw that earlier, but wow. I mean, that just changes my pick, man. A guy on the team who's not playing is throwing it out there that they could win. Like, I cannot believe he's confident in his team. That's stunning. It is kind of stunning that he's confident in his team. Oh. Well, what's the tweet right before that? Oh, yeah. I won't say much more for now, but when I get back at everybody. All right. Yeah. Whatever, Odell. <laughs> whatever. Um, does that really make you want to change your, your no, mind? No. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I don't feel strongly about it, though. Like, I won't, I won't bet this game specifically because of that. Like, I just, I have a hard time. Or, you know, or you know what you can do. And I get, no, this. I don't want to tease it. Why not? Well, no, with, with another game and a parlay, like if you feel strongly about it. I mean, look, it worked for me last Saturday. It didn't work for me on the totals. Um, I did the totals on Sunday. I teased Saturday. Um, I had Buffalo minus a half, Tampa Bay minus two and a half. So I'm just saying, like, if you feel like, oh, Kansas City's going to win, you could tease it, you know, a seven point teaser to minus three, or you could take the money line. I'm just saying for other people out there that are listening and maybe they don't want to take the 10, it's an option. I don't do it all the time, but. Um, you know, if you think the 10 is too high and you're worried about a backdoor cover, you can always tease it a little bit. Yeah. 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 I mean, listen, in all honesty, I would not mind the, uh, the chief's money line on that. I mean, it's obviously <laughs> minus 500 right now. It's crazy. I, yeah, I would do that. I would, I would just, you know, I would do that before I did the, uh, the minus 10 in a parlay in a parlay. Right. Um, all right. So we're both on the uh, – where are you on the over-under on this one? Is it, is it up to 57? 57 and a half now. Yeah, I'm taking the under. Taking the under. Really? Yeah. What's the final score of this game, Adam? Uh, 30 30-17. Interesting. 47, really? Interesting. Interesting. You like the over. I mean, again, that's probably my heart talking over my head. But yeah, I do like the over. I again, because I think that this could be, you know, again, if the Browns run the ball hard. And I know that that slows things down, but you know what? If they do that, if they run the ball hard in the first half. I mean, let's face it, Kansas City can score. In a, in a second, like, like two minute drill is, is no big deal for them. Um, 
And and I just don't think Cleveland can stop them. So at some point in the second half, Cleveland's going to have to start doing that as well. So, um, all right. So we're on the opposite sides on, on that one, but neither one of us really care for that minus 10 spread. Final game, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Breeze at home, minus three. The over-under is 52. Two of the best defenses in the NFL, actually. Like, I mean, I don't even... I don't love the secondary personnel for the Saints, but you can't really argue too much against what they've been doing. Um, but, you know, in this game here, I mean, again, I'll, uh, I'll take the Saints and I'll lay the three. I'll go on the under of 52. And I'll just say, you know, this is a, if, if the Saints pass rush can rattle Brady, you know he's good for a, a couple of mistakes. You know he, you know he just too good of a game last week for him to, uh, you know, to 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 not have one of those games where he just totally shits the bed. This is the toughest game. I would not bet it at all um, because I really could see it going either way. I'm leaning towards the Saints minus three. I did pick them to go to the Super Bowl, um, but I would not be surprised at all if Tampa won this game. You're hearing a lot about oh trying to beat a team for the third time, but the last 21 times it's happened, the team. That won the two games in the regular season is 14 and seven. Uh, the two games in the regular season really don't mean much. One was week one. The other one was a blowout, 38-3. I think it was the first game Antonio Brown played. So that offense was a mess at, at that point. Uh, look, Tampa Bay is phenomenal against the run, man. Uh, uh, I looked it up today. So Alvin Kamara's rushing prop total is 60 and a half yards. Do you know how many times Tampa has a lot of running back to go over that number this year? What's your guess? How many times they let somebody over? A running back go over 60 and a half yards this oh, year. Oh, 60 and a half? Yeah. Yeah, I'll say three. Two. Dalvin Cook, and you would never guess the other. So I'll just give it to you. And it was in week 17. Brian Hill. Brian Hill had like 90 yards. Brian Hill. Yeah. They, and Kamara's faced him twice. One, he had 12 carries, 16 yards. Like, how do you not take the under on that number? I know it's scary because it's Alvin Kamara and he could break one play for 40 yards. Like, how do you not take the under on that based on what we've seen? Am I crazy? No, I don't think you're crazy. I'm probably not going to do it because it's just scary. (laughs) It's just scary, bro. It's the same thing I think we talked about a few days ago, like when James Harden, his prop the other night was 30 and a half points. And I'm like, looking, I'm like, I got to take the under, right? And then I'm like, well, Eric Gordon and John Wall might be out. Nah, I'm not messing with it because James Harden can go up at any time. I should have realized, yeah, this guy checked out. Just put it in there. But it's scary. You don't want to fade a guy like Harden because Harden could drop 40 any night. Um, like Kamara, like even with the trend against Tampa, couldn't you see first play a game? They block it well up the middle 45 yards. And now you're like, oh, well, this prop is done. So that's why it's <laughs> scary. But Matt, but the probabilities and everything we've seen says, oh, yeah, definitely. Because they don't even give Kamara the ball against Tampa this year. They don't even they're they're not going to attempt to. So I would look more. I think his receiving prop uh, your, uh, receptions is four and a half. I'd take that over. Um, but yeah, I think um, I'm going to lean towards the Saints here. But yeah, this could go either way. But yeah, the Saints could generate some pressure on Brady. That's the key. You know, Brady's put up big numbers down the stretch because they haven't had a, a challenge. They did a good job against Washington. I, and I, Tampa Bay's defense doesn't scare me, man. They gave up over 300 yards to Heineke last week, man. You know, so um, I know they're going to get Devin White back, and they've had some issues. But man, I think this is like I think this is the toughest game for me to pick this weekend, man. Um, 
but I'm going to lean towards the Saints. And uh, I'm glad this is the last game of the weekend. I, I think it's the most intriguing game. You got Breeze, Brady, you got that uh, that meme going around where they look all old. You saw that one? I did see that yeah. one, yes. So um, now here's the key, too. Taysom Hill didn't practice. Say if he can't play, is Sean Payton going to even show up? <laughs> I don't know, man. Is like, what is he going to do? Is it his dick attached to Taysom Hill? I think so, yeah. Uh, right in his rectum. Um, oh, man. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I, you know, <laughs> I think uh, I think because you're 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 pumped about this game here. I, I think this is the nine to six one. Oh, don't tell me this again, man. I already did it last week with Ravens Titans, man. Jeez. I think oh, the was- Islanders score more goals against the Rangers on Thursday night. than the Bucks put up points against the uh, the Saints. Jeez, man, it's four nothing. Rangers, man. What the hell's going on, man? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Ah! I, bl- I blame myself. I blame myself. I don't know why, but yeah, I blame myself. That's <laughs> what I get for coming back to hockey. Well, all right. So there we go, guys. Those are those are our leans. It's what we're looking to uh looking to do. Um, damn. Have a great weekend. Adam, have a great weekend. Uh, keep crushing it on the NBA props, by the way. I'm digging on that. Um, anything else exciting that we need to know before we get out of here? Nah, hopefully these games are mostly good. Hopefully we get, I mean, look, I want four great games, but I'll take three at this point. Um, but I do expect uh, good games this weekend. I, I think it would be a surprise if they're all uh, less than double digits. Interesting. All right. All right. Well, there you go. That's going to do it for us here. Big thanks to everybody for tuning in, liking and subscribing. Um, don't forget to uh, say a little prayer tonight for uh, for Adam and I to win Powerball. So Friday we- night. Well, it's Friday night, but yeah, they can start praying today if they want, if they didn't start they after can, yesterday's listen, podcast. By the time they're listening to this, Adam, it'll be Friday. They need to do like some Well, it's Friday night. Prayer. Okay, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. You need Get some afternoon prayers. prayer because, uh, you know, Adam and I, to be sailing away on the SS Ronus bonus to Africa with the, <laughs> the mountain of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I already have several women waiting for me in Africa. See, there you go. There you go. And you know what the the best part is, though, is that I'll be able to, like, go on that photo safari that I've always wanted to. There you go. Right? There it is. So big thanks to everybody for tuning in, liking and subscribing and all that fun stuff there. For Adam Ronas, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.